0: Welcome to a football show Thursday edition season finale for the Tennessee Titans, who are technically in the playoffs this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We also have a college football playoff game to get to on Monday evening. We have a lot to discuss. We'll talk about Bobby Petrino, the gift from the content gods from heaven uh, down upon us in the college football media world. Please thank you, baby Jesus, for Bobby Petrino Uh, and a lot of stuff to get to time for your comments as well. So make sure you jump into the comment section, Zach. That's Zach Lyons. I'm Braden Gall. Thanks for hanging out with us, of course. Rate review subscribe. Zach, how are you feeling today, sir? Just a couple of days away. Uh play- I, I am game?
1: I am feeling um I'm feeling nothing. I'm just like dead inside. <laughs> like they, like if the Titans win, they win. If they lose, they lose. It's a win-win lose-lose scenario for the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> the 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 very rarely seen in the
0: wild win-win <laughs> lose-lose situation yeah. for the for the football team here in Nashville. Uh, obviously, a lot of stuff to get to the matchup with uh, with the with Jaguars on Saturday night. Derrick Henry. Well, I don't know if any sort of like how I don't know if anybody knows that Josh Dobbs was a 4.0 student and uh, was an aerospace engineer major. I don't know if anybody knows if Derrick Henry's from that area of the country. I don't I don't know if anybody knows that. About Derrick the, Henry. The,
1: the amount of um, questions that dive into Derrick Henry's personal life on a routine basis by the local media is astonishing. They are obsessed with his daughter, birthday plans, <laughs> with anything other than football. Derek, they want to know about Derrick Henry. Hey, How many will... times have we heard just this season and season? Well, if you were a defensive end, which defensive end do you think you'd be? Like who gives a shit? That was high yeah, school. Yeah, that's
0: that, that. was weird. Uh, D. Good Jags by fifteen. Off to a ra- Off to a, a a raucous start in the in the comment section. Um, now again, we've talked about this a lot, so I, I want to start because we're gonna we've got a lot of stuff to discuss. Again, Derrick Henry a big part of the show today. Not only just for the Jags game, but also I think uh, we'll give you a, a, what seems to be a pretty positive piece of news from Demar Hamlin. Uh, the whole saga this entire week. It looks like he's opened his eyes, and Derrick Henry had a chance to spend some time in the offseason with him. Uh, apparently, and spoke to the team about him. So maybe there's some motivational factor here. Uh, life is kind of the, the precious thing that Derrick Henry's been talking about. He's turning into a very vocal leader on this team, not just because of this incident, but great news for, for football fans and for the community up in Buffalo, for sure. Um, I, I do want to sort of just get – because the win-win-lose-lose situation is really not that inac- – it's pretty accurate, actually. And I, I just want to know, before great we say –
1: before you start what about our sponsors i was
0: gonna say before we say all the wonderful things about kingston group and pharmacy and dive into the game i i want you to just tell me definitively where we are at this moment on thursday at one o'clock are we rooting for the titans to win are we rooting for the titans to lose you have not budged most of the time i've spoken to you about this are we still squarely in the when the game comes on on Saturday night, I want the Titans to lose so they have the ninth, tenth, eleventh pick in the draft, and not a playoff game, and not a division championship, and the Jaguars get to claim a championship.
1: Uh, logic dictates that the best thing for the Tennessee Titans is to lose the game, and but my heart dictates that I want the Titans to win. So if they lose, it's great news. If they win, it's pretty good news. Like it's I, I, there's nothing really at this point. You just got to go in without expectations. Just watch the game and whatever happens, just know that it's probably good for your team in some form or fashion.
0: You said on on Tuesday's show, when when talking about all of the Twitter conversation that was happening during the injury on Monday Night Football, that you had matured, that you had mm-hmm. changed. Zach of five years ago might have injected some commentary into the the Twitter ether, ether there during that whole incident. And you said, no, I I, I just kind of... I'm stayed out of the fray. I'm a more mature, more evolved human species. I think you are exhibiting tremendous maturity in this moment. And to say that I can appreciate the victory and I can appreciate a playoff game in a division championship, but I can also appreciate the long-term value of picking higher in the draft. I think you've reached another plane, Zach. I've known you for a couple years now. I think this is a new and improved Zach Lyons.
1: Well, it's just, you know, at this point, it's great. To keep the Jaguars out of the playoffs, because then all you're going to hear all offseason is how the Jaguars are going to win the division, no matter what the improvements the Titans make in one offseason. So that's that's where I'm at on that one. And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, if they lose, then the retool and or rebuild is in a much better place because either or that is the scenario going forward. It's either retool or rebuild. And winning a playoff game can help you somewhat in the retooling section because Mike Vrabel took a team that was like full of nobodies into the playoffs. So if you just get him a bunch of B-plus players instead of these F-minus losers, then he could probably go further, right? And then uh, free agents are like, well, they still beat the Jags, and Mike Vrabel this, Mike Vrabel that. This is a great – Nashville's great. But if they lose, it's retool, rebuild – have both avenues open.
0: Now, I also heard on a well-listened-to podcast this week, quote, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, why can't Josh Dobbs? I also heard that this week. Well, I podcast, mean technically that is that is true. <laughs> um that was not the the mature Zach that I know and love. That, that
1: <laughs> the, um uh, sorry, some a little bit of news came forth on the Titans. I know we still haven't got to our sponsors yet, but King,
0: Kingston Group of Pharmacy, by the way,
1: yeah, they they're they're great. Uh, the pharmacy has a Bayou Burger that looks fucking phenomenal i can't wait to try that that looks delicious i'm with
0: with you on that dude oh
1: my god that coleslaw that they put on there and that picture you got to go to the pharmacy burger at pharmacy burger on twitter or follow the instagram and you have to look at this the picture of this burger it's delicious Is your titan's
0: news stepping all over my very well crafted and planned quote of your podcast on your other podcast
1: what do you mean because i'm about to talk about trailing Burks. Okay, so what's the news on Burks? Go ahead. and Okay, give me so the Burks news. was not at practice today, but Mike Vrabel specifically has not ruled him out and said he should be all right for the game on Sunday.
0: Okay, so limited—that is part- huge. That is huge L- news. No question, limited participation on on Wednesday, I guess, and then looks like uh, looks like he should be okay, and along with a whole host of other players, which we're going to get to uh, in just a minute. But again, a, a, a lot only of
1: ruled out one player,
0: which is pretty okay. good. It's yeah, no, good. it's it's very good. And, and, and it's, it's a nobody. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, I was, I was, still, I was waiting for the, what Sorry, name did I, what name Except did I miss? The Harris family <laughs> that's
1: probably coming in to watch their son play.
0: I was like, wait a second. I got this whole
1: list of guys that are back.
0: Which one did I miss? Um, No. So again, I I just, I. Okay, back Football to my f- quote. What, what quote? Yeah, yeah, your quote. Nick Foles can win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl. Why can't Josh Dobbs? Unexpected optimism out of Zach Lyons at the end of the Football and Other Efforts podcast. That is a direct quote from a man who said this team was done and then now says, "I, I all in oh, they're fun. done. All but in I'm fun, just saying. All in fun here. Yeah. Why can't Josh Dobbs win a Super
1: Bowl? I mean, it is true, though, right? Like, it, it was all built around the idea that, <laughs> hey— they haven't used this final IR spot. If somehow Josh Dobbs gets them the AFC championship game, that is when Ryan Tannehill or Ben Jones or Nate Davis can come off IR and immediately yeah. help this team. And I think it would be great if Ryan Tannehill got called off IR. They're in the AFC championship game. He throws a back break and pick six. Season's over. You think it would be great. There's the Zach I know. It would just be hilarious because, I mean, this offseason would just be, it's already going to be an incredible ride that would make this offseason even more incredibly interesting.
0: So if you'd like to hear uh, how that conspiracy theory could could play out, make sure you listen all the way to the end of the Football and Other F-Words podcast this week with you and Mike Herndon, of course from Broadway Sports Media and 440 Sports. And uh, also a lot of time on Tom Brady. I have thoughts on Tom Brady, but we're going to wait because you and Mike did a great job covering all the different ins and outs of the quarterback situation and Malik and Josh and and Ryan Tannehill and Tom Brady and John Payton and everything else. So go check out Football and Other Efforts, of course. And our wonderful sponsors. You guys are already super active in the comments, so we love you for that. But make sure you're supporting our local businesses that support this show. The Pharmacy, you mentioned it. The Bayou Burger, Choice of Patty, a Arumalad, Some Slaw, zesty pickles sliced onion all on a burger unbelievable looking you mentioned it go check out the photos it looks spectacular it's a new special over there at pharmacy so check that out and of course the kingston group buildkg.com is the website national's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm we did an addition on our house we used the kingston group i promise you it's the best people to use they will help you make the best decision with your house just just i promise you you don't want to you don't want four different general contractors coming in and trying to do one job and who knows who you can trust. And it's just, you don't want that. You want a one-stop shop with the full level nose to tail design team. Kingston group is the place to do it. So Kingston group, Build KG.com pharmacy, all that great stuff, support local business and Josh Dobbs can win a Super Bowl. So there you go. Check out efforts folks. Um, uh, all right. So uh, I, I think you guys did a good job of explaining and you've already just done it on this show, which is, there is there's two different ways to look at this matchup with Jacksonville, and that is they could be the healthiest possible team that they've been in. Oh,
1: look at this. These triple eyes in the middle of this graphic. God dang. <laughs> this fucking. Laptop no, the, keyboard. no, there's
0: there's no Titans. There's, there's three eyes in Titans. <laughs> there's three eyes. <I's>. Um <laughs> You, you want me to filibuster here while you fix it yeah, or are you going uh, to We're just going to roll with no, it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, there's a bunch, There's one way of looking at this, which is Jacksonville's hot as hell. They're at home. You know, They figured out a way to, to scorch this Titans secondary with Trevor Lawrence playing great football. They've got a lot of different weapons. Um, they're the hot team. They're the one that you're betting on. The Titans have lost six straight. Uh, Josh Dobbs is not a starting quarterback, has not been on this team for more than two weeks. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is the Titans could be healthier than they've been. In for the better part of a month and a half, that Derrick Henry and the running game was pretty good against Jacksonville. They dominated, the, and they have dominated historically with Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. They've been very good in Jacksonville. I don't know if you guys know, but Derrick, from, Derrick Henry's from that area, and and on top of that, it took four turnovers to lose the game last time. And Josh Dobbs has significantly improved the offense since Malik Willis was the quarterback. Where do you fall? I, I know you. I, I know. your official prediction. So where where do you well, fall? Gonna
1: win the game. I mean, <laughs> that's they, just what the Titans do. They they are thieves of joy, and they hate happiness, and they're going to do what's <laughs> worse for them in the long run, and um, they're going to win this game. And And I got to the point where I'm just going to be accepting of it that if the Titans lose this game, I'll actually be surprised. Like, that's where I'm at right now. If the Titans go down to Jacksonville and lose this game, I would be thoroughly surprised <laughs> because <laughs> – it's just Mike Vrabel has his team believing in itself. And the team that played on Thursday against the Cowboys led by Joshua Dobbs was a totally different team than you saw Malik Willis lead in any of the three starts. They had. because the team effectively takes on the personality of the quarterback and the, the people on the field that you t- typically look up to. And, unfortunately because of injuries i think josh dobbs outside of robert woods and maybe austin hooper are the most tenured people (laughs) on the field um so (laughs) the you could tell that they had fight in them in that cowboys game it didn't work out because cowboys were that much better in the offensive line and the the everything was just that much worse you know on that it's just a bad matchup. So. All week, Vrabel's been talking about that there you could feel the energy. Like, I think that's what's different. During the big losing streak, you, there was no energy. Nothing. Uh, Malik Wilson didn't really give a shit. He was just blessed to be here. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag uh, positive outlook. Glass half, half full, even though that it's three quarters empty. You know, he was that kind of guy. And I, he didn't really inspire anybody. You know, everybody's talked about that he had that pregame speech before the Texans game, and that was one of the flattest games ever. So, I mean, like, players just a guy didn't really vibe with them, And that's okay. It's not, not his fault that he's a youth pastor, and you're going to wow. work at a profit. Wow. But I think that at this point that this team – feels energized now. I mean, I think you see in the players, you see in the coaches, they believe they're going to go down and win this game, and they're going to go far in the division. Delusions of grandeur have ran, ran rampant across the locker room, and they believe in themselves. And at this I
0: agree. Point, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> at
1: this point, the as long as the defense stays healthy, because we've said all year long, no matter what has happened, if the defense stays healthy, that's an elite championship winning defense. And the NFL is such a trash heap of offenses so far. Like it's just, nobody plays consistently good offensive football that this team can at least win another home playoff game against my better uh, advice to them. I would not advise that to them, but they can win a home playoff game as long as Josh Dobbs and his role in this game and his role going forward is to, Essentially, just be a game manager.
0: Yeah. Uh, just, just don't do the big, dumb thing and let the offense function somewhat normally. Uh, Wes says, foreshadowing three consecutive division champs with your graphic there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Three like time. Teenage
1: Mutant Ninja Turtles 3
0: in there. <laughs> Three-time champion. Uh, St- I'm with Stoney on this. First of all, he says he's out on Malik Willis. I think everyone knows that we are out officially. Not just like you and me, but like the Titans, the fan base. The NFL might be out on Malik Willis. Like it's clear that if Josh Dobbs is this much better and gives the team this much better, I don't think we even need to have the conversation anymore on Willis. But I agree with Stoney as well on this point. I am squarely on the, and I have been all along, play in the playoffs. I want to win a division championship. I want to cut, if I'm a fan, I want to cut down Jacksonville's, you know, hot streak and make them feel bad about themselves and eliminate them from the playoffs. Although I think, They'd need like three other losses for them that to still get into the postseason. Well, listen, theory. the
1: Jaguars could still get in the postseason. Right. I don't the Titans camp. I think the Jaguars could still get in the postseason if they're going to go do the eighth seed.
0: Yes, that's that. Well, they would need three other teams to lose. Um, gotcha. I think is what they would say. Um, I think it's all of them, right? Like it's the Dolphins, the the well, they're they're Patriots talking about team. adding
1: a seed. I don't know how that affects the Jaguars if they add a seed. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So the the talk of the town is they're going to do away with the game and eliminate the first round by on both the AFC and the NFC. And everybody plays the first weekend by adding an eight seed.
0: Holy shit. It. You can't do that this fast. That's not well,
1: what also sucks because guess what the Titans did last week because they think that it, that last week's game didn't matter.
0: They rested all their players. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I, it's, I don't know how like they- it really would have mattered to be honest with no, you. No, but probably. I don't, but, but I that, don't think that, they can, I don't
0: that's, know if they that's can do un, that.
1: That's, it's a little unfair, but that is, that is I, I think, uh, the, the plan that everybody is running with right now, according to sources, wow. you know, people are talking about that is the plan. So I think the Jaguars probably still get in at that point.
0: That that would be that would be insanity if they tried to do that all in week seventeen to add a wild card team. Uh, I know, obviously, these circumstances yeah. are extenuating. I get all of that, and obviously, we want it to be as fair it, as possible. That, that but... keeps
1: the break between the Super Bowl. It does. It solves a lot of their Man. back end issues. Uh, gives you a break between the Super Bowl and the, the championship game because everybody would just play like normal on a normal weekend. That so, really ruins it for the for the number one seeds. Yes, uh, that we're probably really hoping for that rest.
0: Uh, So when I and and obviously the Jacksonville ending Jacksonville's playoff hopes or whatever, sort of like a uh, like a an extra W cherry on top chef's kiss kind of part of the victory for me. I just like I think you're right. They could in theory, if the if the seating is all the same and they're the four seed and they they host the Chargers or the Ravens, they could absolutely win that game. And I think having two playoff games is the reason you're a sports fan. I think what's fun about this weekend is all the stuff that you like about a loss which is very logical about the long-term projection of the franchise to me that's just like the like worst case scenario we get a great draft pick worst case scenario we get to move up 10 spots worst case scenario the new gm has more capital to work with to me it's all all fun all wins give me a third straight division championship give me a home playoff game because you never know what's going to happen that's why what we play the games i'm not picking josh dobbs to win anything but like the, the having that moment and that weekend to celebrate and that third division title and that memory and all that stuff, that's worth it to me. As I've said all along, if they don't get it even great, then you get your 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 top 10 draft pick. And it's like that that's the worst case scenario is a top 10 draft pick. That's a pretty good place to be.
1: I think Mike said it best on the pod. He essentially said. I'm rooting for them to lose until the game's actually on my screen. And then I'm rooting for them to win. <laughs> he's,
0: I think he said, he's like my brain and body won't be physically capable of rooting for the Jaguars. Yeah. That, like when, once the
1: TV's on are you yeah. can't help yeah. you root for your team. And that's, that's how I am. Like, I know that I've said all year long and I've said all this, that Titans aren't going nowhere. Titans need to lose this game. Cause it's better for the franchise. But at the end of the day, when that game comes on and I see those fucking Jaguar uniforms go up yeah, against no way. <laughs> and I stupid urine pool. I'm gonna be fucking rooting I'm gonna root for the, the Titans. And well, and I I I wanna do I do want to say one thing. I don't know if he listens to the show, but Chase McCabe on this morning's show. I caught it while I was driving around for some errands on uh, his show, Chase and Michelle, or is it Michelle and Chase? I, I think it's Chase and Michelle, and
0: um course he would put himself first he
1: was talking about the jaguars but he's talking about he thinks that tony khan is a little bit more involved in the day-to-day stuff and he said that you know tony khan's a great bi- got a really kn- knows for business or is a great businessman he brings up aew which you are not a wrestling fan but aew is not a really great ran uh pr- promotion so i i think that's i just wanted to bring that up that i i dismiss this idea that tony khan's a great businessman by okay. using aew Okay. All right. That's that's
0: fair enough. Um, I, I will say, like, as a Packers fan, I'm in a very similar situation this weekend. Win and get in, lose and go home. The difference is the division championship. The division championship and the home game is so much different. Like that, that to me is is so different than just, oh, you're gonna be a seven seed and you're gonna play the Niners or the or the cut or the Vikings and you're gonna be on the road and you're probably gonna lose that game. If the Titans were looking at that I don't situation, know. The,
1: Titans- I, I, the the Vikings are kind of like the Tennessee Titans of 2021. They they are if you listen to the football nerds, they're like they're 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 bad. And it, it, I just mean it matters.
0: I just mean if I was if I was if the Titans were facing this for a wild card spot, I would feel differently. Maybe if they had to go on the road as the seven seed, and again in theory, there's seven teams here in this playoff format. If they had to go on the road and play the Chiefs or the Bills in the first round of the playoff to me that's very different than getting one in nashville and hanging it even if it's an albeit eight, think and, eight and nine division is gonna be
1: like like i know a lot of people have talked about well this is gonna be really great for fans and blah 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 and i'm thinking is it because it's kind of like most fans are probably know that this game's not gonna really happen the home playoff game as far as a, a result in a good game in the most likely obviously.
0: i don't know don't you think titans ravens would be a, actually I mean I'm not saying a pretty game but wouldn't it be a close dramatic game Yeah, but I just in don't think it's
1: gonna be the game it, at this point it, a lot of wacky stuff would have to happen for it to be the Ravens the Chargers are pretty much locked into this the spot so again that was a good game yeah but it was it was kind of a boring game to be honest with you but again the Titans the, play football Titans lost <laughs> so do you think that people are gonna go watch titans chargers titans fans obviously i, I would other people will.
0: man i would hope to believe that a playoff game is different than like your your you know five degrees against the texans on christmas eve or whatever like i i would i would hope that a playoff game
1: i would think it's would gonna attract. be closer to the thursday night football game where it's just all cowboys but it'd be all chargers but of course, chargers don't have fans i, so I was gonna I say no, 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 no. Maybe i forgot any. about that chargers don't <laughs> have fans <so. laughs> they
0: don't have any fans um so again i think this is very strange to to, to feel like the Derrick Henry motivation because of the Hamlin situation and his relationship with that guy could affect the way this team plays, you package that with, as we've mentioned, basically everybody back on defense, whether it's Autry, Fulton, Lonnie Johnson, Trey Avery, Jeffrey Simmons, Dylan Cole, like everybody back, championship caliber. Well, listen, I,
1: I think we got good news a couple of days ago, or was it? Uh, today is Thursday. So, Wednesday, yesterday, I don't think Dylan Cole. I think Dylan Cole lost a starting job. I, I think he did too. I think he's Mike Vrabel pretty player. much said, Mike Vrabel said, Yeah, uh, we're going to be, he's going to be a big boost for our special teams and we have to figure out how he's going to fit on this defense.
0: Yeah. What he a, said. So that no, means no, that I, he ain't
1: starting. That means it's Gibby and uh, Monty Rice starting in the middle, which is like, The scariest thing, I think, uh, after watching Evan Ingram go crazy, it's going to be like the scariest thing. At that point, you have to have Amani Hooker just travel with Evan Ingram.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that because there's nobody – because ETN catches a ton of passes. Ingram – I mean, they're going to work a lot of the open field. Ingram obviously dominated them a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Hooker needs to play in that game – or Hooker needs to be in that situation. I agree with you on that one. Um, Obviously, Burks could be back as well. What about the offensive line? I I know – MPF it's gonna is, be the,
1: I guess the NPF is playing, I would assume. I think they just kind of rested him all week. Um, it may be a rotational thing where they kind of put him in then put Laraven Clark in. you remember when they were doing that with Raidens before Raidens got injured. Um, so I don't I don't really know. at this point maybe NPF is gonna to be considered a game time decision, but it, he wasn't ruled out today and he he practiced on a limited basis for at least the last two days. Um, So I just think they had a bunch of people that they kind of put on that played on Sunday or played on the Cowboys game, kind of gave them a little bit of extra leeway with playing. So, you know, this offensive line going up against the Jaguars, the offensive line did, I thought, considering the talent across the way for the cow. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the Cowboys. I thought the offensive line played really well. And the Jaguars have a lesser, talented, lesser explosive pass rush. So if this offensive line could put up a similar performance with Josh Dobbs, who helps the offensive line because he doesn't hold on to the ball crazy long amounts of time, and can actually execute the plays. Then I, I think that the offensive line is fine. Is it going to be fine every week from here on in? No, but there's no reinforcements coming for a long time. And that's the problem.
0: Well, and and in the first meeting, of course, Burks, Autry, and Fulton all didn't play in that game. Uh, all three of those guys will be available. We know Derrick Henry's history over 100 yards per per game against Jacksonville for his career. I did. I did. The Titans sent down a press release that he could become with 71 yards and two touchdowns. He could become the first human ever in NFL history to have three seasons of 1500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, that's a pretty extraordinary accomplishment for for Derrick Henry. Um, obviously, we know the list of names he's already kind of next to in, in historical context in the NFL. It's all Adrian Peterson's and Earl Campbell's and Ladanian Tomlinson's and like it's a lot of I mean he's he's a Hall of Famer at this point, but this is a game where where he normally shines. He was very good against Jacksonville last time. Um, Jacksonville has largely lived off the turnovers, a particular that game. They've had nine takeaways in the last four games, four of those against the Titans. I expect that to be better this time. Um, even though it's Dobbs instead of Tannehill, I understand that that's a drop off, but I, I don't know. I think there's a really easy case to be made for for the for the Titans to go down there and win. I just think the Jags are better right now, and i i think I think the Jags win the game. So I think you're going to get what you want, and you think I'm going to get what I want. So here well, we are. I,
1: here, here's where I'm at. Uh, there's three things that have to happen for the Tennessee Titans to win this game. They can't turn the ball over four times. They have to win the turnover battle, or just not they both leave zero to zero in turnovers. So no turnovers really need to be happening for this team. Secondly, penalties are killing them. And I've heard or someone on the radio, and I can't remember who it was, or maybe it was on the broadcast, that the Tennessee Titans are the least penalized, one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. And that to me, this feels like this is one of the most penalized Titans teams that we've seen under Mike Vrabel. So it's kind of wild how that works out. So they get, they can't let penalties kill them. So that means that Dennis Daly and Pf, if they're both playing, they both have to be you know on their game. No false starts, no. And then Trey Avery and Roger McCreary can't be doing pass interference. You know all this stuff. They cannot kill themselves with penalties. Where and where did third- you? They're twenty eighth in penalties. So that means they're the lowest in penalties, one of the lowest teams in penalties, right? No, no, no,
0: 105
1: penalties. They are one of the worst teams. in. Well, the- someone most. said that, and of I heard someone said that either on a broadcast of the, the last game or something, but I, I didn't believe it. I haven't looked, but no, I- you realize. were
0: right. Your, your instincts were your instincts yeah. were correct. They, they are 28th in the NFL. Maybe they at, meant to
1: say most, one of the most, yeah. and they accidentally said least.
0: Miami, Vegas, Denver, and Arizona are the only teams in the NFL. And maybe it was over
1: a period of time, right? Like maybe oh, yeah, it was maybe. over a period of time, then they just miss missed, spoke but he, anyway you're right I didn't believe you're it right. so <laughs> but the last thing is they can't fall behind yeah because Josh Dobbs is not going to bring you from behind and bring you back from behind to you know win a game he just he can't because if you get into obvious passing situations and Mike Verbal's harped on this for two or three weeks now the worst you see the worst uh, moments from Dennis Daly and NPF in the offensive line come from obvious passing situations. And if they get from behind and find themselves not being able to lean on Derrick Henry and find themselves in obvious pass situations, it is over. Does not mean that Josh Dobbs cannot at the beginning of the game get you a lead. But if you fall behind 13 points, you might as and I even think 10, you might as well just call it the game.
0: Yeah. I think it's it's very like styles make fights. If it's like the first half of the first game and it stays like that then they can win if it's like the second half of the first game where it's turnovers and and playing in space and playing from behind in a high scoring shootout that's where they don't I mean they average 10 points a game during the losing streak so this is not <laughs> this is not a come from behind type of team uh obviously so uh we'll see I, I I I think it is possible for them to go down there as a six point underdog and win outright I am not picking it I would take Jacksonville to win um obviously this whole Extra wild card thing would be a huge wrinkle in all of this, but I think I, I think Jacksonville is playing well enough. I think they sort of have some buy-in a little bit. I think the weapons are there, although each one of them has not been at their best the last couple of games. I mean, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has thrown a touchdown pass in either of the last two games, but their defense has been excellent, albeit against the Jets and the Texans. I think that's a, a you know, I, I will say that those teams are terrible, but is that off are those offenses any different than the Titans, really? I mean, other than Derrick Henry. Not really that different. <laughs> so, so, I mean, the Jets have a lot of weapons, you know. Like, uh, it's not like they get well, used. they don't know how to use them. Yeah, and, it's not like they get used either.
1: You know, so. I talked about it in uh, this uh, uh, what is Ryan Tannehill's trademark. I wrote a big 4,800 word article that was it just kind of got a thousand words, what it just got lost in the moment, man. I just it just <laughs> kept on going. T- wait, can I you talk take about- before,
0: before you get into that, can you tell people like what happens to your brain when you're like going down that rabbit hole and all of a sudden? I, you- I don't
1: even notice. I mean, I because I, I write like I talk, so yeah. it's just me basically talking. Like I mean, I take little breaks to do the research of certain things, but I just talk I just write like a talk. But um, <laughs> it'll be free tomorrow for those that are not subscribed to Broadway uh, sportsmedia.com. But I talked about the Jets because I said there are seven and 19. I specifically actually talked about the jets and the Patriots. Cause I think the Patriots are an interesting dark horse candidate, not necessarily for Ryan Tannehill, but for any free agent quarterback. But I talk about it because they, if, if the jets had Ryan Tannehill, they would be in talks of winning that division. Like if they, them and the bills would be going down. Same with the Patriots because the Patriots have lost four games by seven points or less. And they have Mac Jones and they have Bailey Zappi, and then over on the flip side at the Jets, they have Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson. And Ryan Tannehill is by far better than all five quarterbacks. We're talking tiers above all five quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah. there will be a trade market for Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> if the Titans are interested in trading for Ryan Tannehill. I, uh, that was a little I, bit off topic, but I just no, wanted to no, I agree. To the Jets, so that no,
0: made. I agree. I think, and we talked about it on Tuesday's show. There could be ten or twelve spots that could be interested in a quarterback, and Ryan Tannehill while he may not be the number one guy available is among the best guys available. And, and he's so among
1: the best values.
0: Yeah. And so if they want to trade him, I think there's opportunity there. The question is, is always going to be like, if Vrabel's not, and this is what kind of what you've said all along, like Vrabel doesn't really feel like a let's punt on the season type of guy. It's not really his thing. It's all about trying to win and what gives him the best chance to win. And I think from a cost and value and acquisition standpoint and the devil, you know, versus the devil, you don't know. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill is, the, is probably clearly the best option for the team. So it it just depends on if they can make it work. You know, from a from a details standpoint. So, um, I don't know. So I know you said you said uh, I think you said twenty four seventeen on f words. Are you sticking with that now? A yeah, day later or what? Two I, days later. I
1: am gonna stick with that. I think they're gonna buck the trend of them not like scoring twenty points in however many weeks it's been. Um, and I think they're gonna go twenty four seventeen.
0: And it's all Derrick Henry and defense. Yeah, being it's all Derrick Henry
1: and defense. Like, yeah. it, it's all Derrick Henry. It's all defense. And it's Josh Dobbs just being good enough.
0: Okay.
1: He doesn't have t- to be great. He just has to be good enough. He has to be the most vanilla, bland quarterback on the field.
0: The Hassan Haskins, of quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: The Hassan Haskins, like, I thought Mike that footage. was
0: district. I thought Hassan I Haskins, thought it was
1: ultimately disrespectful. Totally I,
0: disrespectful. Catching strays from Mike Herndon on this yeah, is ridiculous. Crazy. Um, all right, I, I will go Jacksonville, like I'm gonna go, you know, 20 27 17, something like that. I think Jacksonville wins in the cover. Uh, but I wouldn't gamble on this game because I do think the Titans have the chance to absolutely pull the upset. So I wouldn't I wouldn't gamble on it. Um uh all right, uh we've got a <laughs> call.
1: before we leave. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. seeing a picture that just got posted about 12 minutes ago for Paul Karski's thing, uh Twitter account. And it says Joshua Dobbs has presented Jim Wyatt Sports, a UT alum who's a huge Vandy fan. With an alternate visor. Well, this guy is just great. It's a, it's an orange UT visor instead of the Vandy visor he's been wearing. I love that. I love love Joshua Dobbs. I mean, like it's hard not to root for the guy, even though, you know, he's not going to like do much.
0: Well, he's a 4.0 student and an aerospace engineer.
1: Yeah. He's a lot better than Malik was. I think that's all that matters. (laughs) 12 seconds. He's been in
0: the facility 12 seconds. and We already have a better offense. (laughs) It's it's all it is. No. Hey, look, look. Things, things are the obvious thing is almost always the thing. And yeah. uh, Josh Dobbs is just better than Malik Willis. That's it. Yep. That's all there is to it. All, there is um, to- all right. So we'll, we'll talk about the college football playoff, uh, the national championship game. We'll do more previewing today because on Monday show, I want to focus on recapping the Titans and Jags. Of course, the national championship game on Monday evening. Uh, how about that? 430 kickoff time, local time in Los Angeles, California for the college football national championship without tailgating allowed. What the fuck are we doing? What oh, the I, fuck! It, are we talking it's about
1: ridiculous? And in uh, Titans Film Room, we've seen pictures of his desk, and you know he works in that area. Yeah, so yeah. Stuff buy and everything, and he has like a um, extension cord with a. Um, you know, multi-prong outlet and he's got everything plugged in there so we said the reason they can't tailgate is because they have to conserve electricity because of his workstation <laughs> like it is works- fire hazard on titans film room's nfl desk
0: <laughs> oh my god i love that so much uh i can't i can't believe um i, I was gonna say before we get into the preview i want to mention our sponsors but that that stupid tailgating thing is just too much to like it's so
1: it's a college uh, event. Do what, they what not you, tailgate for the the NFL games?
0: Like, what? Are, that's what I was wondering. Like, what do we do? Like, do Char, I mean, I know there's not a ton of Chargers fans, but like, the Rams won the freaking Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Like, they don't. You don't. Nobody parties before the game. Like, what are we? What are we doing?
1: I, mean, uh, I, I figured there'd be like ceviche buffets and naked women with sushi all over them because you know it's L.A. Sushi
0: bikinis. That's yeah. actually not a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> the, far, the pharmacy, of course, is a great place to party here in Nashville. If you're in town celebrating a victory or celebrating a higher draft pick, you—it's a win-win lose-lose situation for the Titans this weekend. And the pharmacy is your place. They got the Bayou Burger, their brand new special burger. I want to get it right here: rumalade, coleslaw, zesty pickle, sliced onion. That's some of the best stuff you're ever going to put on a burger. Your choice of patty, of course, with tots or fries. You get the homemade uh, horseradish mustard. There, the best mustard in town. So if you're looking to have a home, a home locally brewed, you know, sourced beer with a Bayou spicy burger. And celebrate either a win or a loss, (laughs) however you want to celebrate. The pharmacy is your place to do it right there in East Nashville, of course, on McFarren Avenue. Also, they've got a location downtown. Uh, I had the daughter at the Ryman last night uh, watching a a, a tribute concert. A lot of illuminaries in town. And I was parked right there by the pharmacy right there downtown. So um, make sure you check out both locations for the pharmacy and, of course, the Kingston Group, BuildKG.com. Zach, if you were making a big decision about your house... Who would you call?
1: Call buildkg.com right off the bat. I mean, that would be the first instinct, the first place I'm gonna go because I know that they use the best materials, they have the best people working for them, and they're gonna be on time and they're gonna get the job done right the first time.
0: Oh, you you know what else? On budget. On budget because they're gonna give you the entire thing beforehand. They're they're gonna lay it all out for you and be like, here's what everything costs. And in this day and age in construction, on budget's a big deal. It's a big deal. So can't build buildkg.com. Is the website, the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, award winning, I might add, as well. Uh, both locally owned co- companies in Nashville for over a decade support local business. That's what Broadway Sports Media is, that's what 440 Sports is, Kingston Group of Pharmacy. Make sure you support both of them as well. All right, what do you want? What do you want to know about uh, my frogs, my frogs, baby, your frogs, huh? my frogs?
1: <laughs> I mean, what, what. <sighs> Are they going to be able to play spoiler? Like legit, do you feel in your heart that they they have an actual chance to win?
0: Um my heart's my heart wants to believe that maybe there's an outside chance. And then it's connected to my brain and then I, my brain says, "Well, but how is that possible?" <laughs> right. And I I can come up with a few things, like they've got a you got to have really good coaching. They got a really good coaching top of their coaching staff with Joe Gillespie on defense and and Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's brother on offense. And and Sonny Dyke's running the whole thing. They've got a heck of a quarterback in Max Duggan who's been very good in clutch situations all season. They've got an elite number one weapon that Titans fans probably need to know about. Quentin Johnston at wide receiver out there on the outside that Kirby Smart's going to have to game plan for. They are playing with nothing to lose. They're utterly confident and, and loose and comfortable in close games. The point spread's coming down. It started, I think, at 14. It's down to like 12 and a half. So there's some money on TCU as well, um, but my brain eventually goes, yeah, but there's a blue chip ratio here of 17 four and five star players for TCU, 68 for Georgia. That is 80% of one roster is blue chip. 80% of the other roster is not. And that is, that's a, that's tough, man. And And frankly, this is unprecedented. Like T- TCU is completely unprecedented. There's nothing. There's no, com- there's nothing you can compare to TCU in college football. Uh, in my life, I'm 40 years old. I've never. There's not a comparison to TCU. First year head coach, preseason number seven in their own conference. Quarterback was on the bench in game one. I, there's nothing that even comes close to the TCU story. Should they pull the upset? Which is why it doesn't happen very
1: often. Well, if they pull the upset, what does that say? Does that say more about TCU or more about Georgia? Because I mean Georgia. Ooh favored by started out favored, I believe is 13 and a half. Okay. So they they dropped a point 12 and a half. So they're still favored by double digit points. And if they were to lose, does that say that Georgia was kind of it? Well, cause we talked about it has been too inconsistent on a consistent basis.
0: It's hard to argue with the only 14 and 0 team in America who just beat Ohio state, you know, um, but they should have won the,
1: that game a little bit more than what they I, did.
0: I think it's a great question. Like I I do believe it depends on how it happens. If Stetson Bennett turns the ball over like four times and Georgia makes a bunch of mistakes and they play really sloppy. I think it's about Georgia. If it's like a really well played and Max Duggan just does something special Quentin Johnston, who's a first round pick just does something special and they just sort of make a couple of really huge plays and maybe they go for two on overtime. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's ways where it's not fluky for them to, for Georgia to lose. I think it's, if Georgia doesn't like, here's the one thing I would be scared of if I'm a TCU fan, Michigan clearly overlooked you to some degree. Like even JJ McCarthy before the game, the quarterback for Michigan was like, like kind of, I mean, he was clearly like mocking them and they, they, they do the Philly special on the first drive. They overthought the whole thing. And TCU took advantage of that and said, Oh, you're going to play like that. We're just going to, we're just going to whip your ass. And they did. There's, there's no overlooking, this is the championship game, man. Like, this is why you go to Georgia. This is, like, you can't overlook a team in the championship game. (laughs) Like, is that possible? To, like, look past the team that's playing in the national title? So they're not going to sneak up on anybody. And I think that's, that's, I bet you Georgia's week of practice was pretty intense as well. I bet you Kirby had those, had those guys pretty worked up. So I'm hopeful that TCU covers the spread, that TCU makes it close. Uh, I, I am also concerned that Georgia wins like 38 to 10. Like, I'm also worried about that, too.
1: Could this... If, if let's say, that Texas were to play a close game... Or TCU were to play a close game against um, Georgia, and they win a close game, are we talking about the sense that... Like, a game that's on par with the Rose Bowl from 2006 with USC and Texas? Like, could this be... Does this have a high chance to you to be one of the most thrilling, interesting national championship games we've seen in a long time?
0: Uh, yeah, I would say absolutely. It, it is a high-risk, high-reward championship game. If, if, in fact, what you're saying, if Max Duggan has the ball down by four and, and they get the ball in the fourth quarter and either one of these two guys wins the game on a, on a fourth-quarter drive, but, it, but definitely if, if TCU does, I think you could start to say like maybe that was the greatest championship game ever because it would be the biggest upset ever I mean, like I can't even think of one that's bigger. I think Ohio State beating Miami in o two might be a a point spread that was in that nine ten eleven range. I'd have to double check off the top of my head. I don't remember, but it would be the biggest upset of my lifetime in a championship game in college football like I can't think of anything that would be bigger, and man, I don't i <laughs> I it the Vince Young game is the best game I've ever seen but right if if
1: Max dug Doesn't in does this kind of have all the makings to be it, one it, of the it, best games it, it, it feels it like does, it does
0: it does but Vince Young was so, like for my money and I've said this all along like I I would take Vince Young over Tim Tebow to start a team in college in college I right, Vince Young is the best singular force I've ever seen in college football so I've never seen and and like He's the most unstoppable single human I've ever seen play college football. That's that Max Duggan is not in that category, but it's they're 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 pretty hard to beat. (laughs) So I think it's got I think you're right, though, to point out the possibilities, because unlike Texas, big time players, five stars, NFL draft picks, you know, blah, 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 blah. TCU doesn't have a bunch of that. And TCU would be a bigger story if they won the title than Texas did. So, like, it may not be as good of a game, but like, it's a way bigger story if TCU wins the national championship. Uh, it is unprecedented. It, it, if TCU wins, this has never happened again before. It probably will never happen again. Like, I, that's how big an upset would be with TCU. So, I'll take Georgia.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm just, I, I think this is going to be good for college football, no matter which way you look at it, just because at this point, I mean, just because at this point, this is fresh. It's new. Yep. And the TCU just put on a hell of a show against Michigan. I Almost worry that they're going to be in for a let let uh, letdown game. That's though. that's
0: that's my line of thinking. Is that Georgia's pissed off after as it has because of how they played, and TCU sort of used up all their kind of good fortune with two pick sixes and you know all the other stuff. I. I, I that's what I'm concerned about if I'm a objective observer or a TCU fan is that we sort of blew our wad against Michigan <laughs> and I don't, yeah. and I don't know how much like Georgia, man, it's just, Michigan had 44 blue chip players. TCU has 17 Georgia has 60 freaking eight. It's just at some point talent always wins in college football and college sports. I want to, I want to be wrong. I am rooting openly hypno Bender, Zoidberg, give me the frogs! Like I'm rooting hardcore for it. Uh, the wallets on Georgia, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Um, that's that's where I'm falling on Monday night. And again, we'll touch we'll touch on if anything has changed, if any big news breaks. Monday show we'll preview the game real quickly. But like I wanted, to, I want to focus on the Titans on Monday. So uh, that was sort of our main main uh, our preview of the college football national championship game. Again, six thirty Central Time is a little earlier, which is nice for the kiddos. But four thirty local time, at, in SoFi Stadium with no tailgating, it's the most corporate stale thing I've ever heard of in my life. So, um, which is like the opposite of, you know, what college football is supposed to be about. But whatever. Uh, all right, uh, the gift from the content gods. This one, this one's pretty good. This is almost as good as Hugh Freeze coming back to the SEC. And ironically, Hugh Freeze and Bobby Petrino will play in their very first game in the SEC against each other in like the fourth week of the season, Auburn at a And M. Bobby P is back, baby, as the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. He's
1: take a job in less than a month, right? I mean, like, didn't he just take the UNLV uh, OC job at
0: Barry Odom? 20, 20 days. He was the OC at UNLV for 20 days. And in the most Bobby Petrino on-brand thing he could possibly do, he left the job in 20 days.
1: There's no way this works, A&M.
0: right? Like, there's
1: no way that this
0: lasts the whole season. Oh, I think it works in the short term. It's like, it's, ex- it's exactly like Q Freeze. They're going to be better quickly. It's going to work. They're going to fly real close to the sun, and then it's going to explode. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I feel like
1: Bobby Petrino is going to just, at some point, just leave. he's just going to leave, because that's what he does, right? I mean, he can't be trusted that he's going to stick around your program.
0: That's probably true. By the way, Daniel says, I would take Cam over Tebow and Young. That is a great debate. Um, I still think Vince Young is just... uh, Cam Newton was pretty extraordinary, but but Vince Young's pretty good, too. Um, No, I think you're... Here's what happens. You've got, like, so DJ Durkin is a defensive coordinator who, like, a player died when he was the head coach at Maryland. Steve Adazio, just Google his name. A lot of controversial stuff at Colorado State when he was the head coach and Boston College. I mean, you have the most volatile coaching room in the history of college football, and I'm not even sure that's, like, an exaggeration.
1: No, no, it's it's, it's the worst. I mean, it's it's like it's it's probably the most talented or one of the most talented rooms, but it is the worst personality wise because Jimbo Fisher is an asshole and he's a dickhead. And then Bobby Petrino's uh, can't be trusted. He's a shifty motherfucker. And then you got the two guys you've already named. I mean, it's just it's an insane collection that you think is actually going to stick around and not end with someone dying. Out of that coaching <laughs> oh staff, God. like someone, someone is going to get murdered or have a heart attack because they're yelling at each other
0: it, inside of a boiling pot of unbelievable expectations and money and angst from the fans. Like, oh, by the way, this is like we're not. This is not like a bunch of these guys at like y- you know, kind of like a matter of fact university that's sort of like okay with like average football. Like this is a place that is so rabid and diehard and crazy and thirsty because they have never won the national championship, not in, in like 65 years. And so you put hundreds of millions of dollars on the line with a fan base that's already frustrated. And again, I think they're going to be good quickly. They're going to win like nine or 10 games for each of the next two seasons. And then when things start to crack and crumble, it is going to explode into a burning inferno that we have never seen before in college football. And again, I'm not going to go as far I don't as think this, someone that, dies. I, think half
1: this, I don't think half the stuff's there by the end of the season.
0: Maybe you're right. I Bobby P's offenses are pretty good. So I think that cover, you know how like Urban Meyer covered up everything at Florida, like literally yeah. covered up people killing people like Tim Tebow covered, whitewashed a lot of the, the, the bad stuff that was happening on that roster. I think winning can help that. And if they win nine or 10 games, I think people famous last words when talking about AM, of course. But like when that if that happens and the offense is much better and Bobby P's in complete control of it, People are going to kind of look the other way on, on all the little rumors they hear. Like, Butch, this happened to Butch Jones at Tennessee. Like, everybody knew all the drama behind the scenes, but they won nine games two years in a row, so they, stopped, so they ignored it all. Uh, th- this is, you can't ignore the, the volatility in this situation. Like, again, it's going to burn hot, it's going to burn quick, and then it's going to explode in their face. And I don't know when that happens. I, I don't, you know, your prediction of one year is not crazy. I'm going to go with, like, week six of the third year. And then at that point, like it's zero and eight, <laughs> you know, like when it goes bad, it goes bad real, real hard and real fast. So, yeah, um, I don't know, man. It's the, it, thank you, God. Thank you. Little baby Jesus for giving us Bobby P in college station. How about this? I couldn't guy-
1: believe it. I had to make sure I wasn't like reading or going to be retweeting or looking at a, like a parody account. Cause I was like, there's no way that Jimbo Fisher thinks that this is a good idea for everybody's mental and emotional health. Remember, we
0: talked about this on on Tuesday's show. Uh, let me just say, I, here's what I guess happened at Texas A and M. Here's what here, here's if I was if I was making a, a you know a, a guesstimate, a hypothetical here on what I think took place. Uh, he they didn't want him. He interviewed Jimbo Fisher. Said no. He went to UNLV. They tried number one Garrett Riley, who's the current offensive coordinator for TCU. He said no. Offensive coordinator for Washington, Jason Grubb said no. Maybe a couple other guys potentially said no. Working for Jimbo Fisher is very hard. Jimbo Fisher got to the point on his list where he said, All right, it's Bobby Petrino. (laughs) And I don't, we don't know exactly how far down that list is, but I know, I know what names are above him. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they 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 were trying. I think they were trying their hardest to not hire Bobby Petrino, and um, eventually he's still better than like most everybody else. So, oh boy,
1: <laughs> it's gonna be something. It's gonna be a, just a wild off season.
0: It's gonna be a spicy in College Station as that new Bayou Burger at the pharmacy. There you go. I love it. Roulade, coleslaw, zesty pickles, sliced onion, all kinds of good stuff from the pharmacy. Make sure you go check it out. I'm literally, I might go today. I might go tomorrow. I'm going to go get that damn burger because it looks so freaking good, uh, of course. So check that out. That's over at the pharmacy in McFerrin Avenue, East Nashville. They got a location downtown as well. Locally owned and operated since 2011. Support local business folks. Locally sourced beers, homemade everything, worst, brats, tots, you name it. It's awesome. So go check it out at the pharmacy. And, of course, the Kingston Group, buildkg.com, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. Nose to tail. Just have a conversation with them. They will take care of any problem with your house, any big renovation, any big decision. They will help help you navigate that set problem. They they are is is calling them the Josh Dobbs to like the general contractor, Malik Willis. Is that like a compliment or is that an insult to the King? I mean, girl?
1: I think they're Ryan Tannehill.
0: I mean, I, that's obvious, but yeah, I was thinking like, it's just an obvious upgrade to well, help it's, you. Na- it still ha- is an obvious navigate.
1: upgrade between Ryan Tannehill, and Malik Willis. That's that there's,
0: there's no question about that. <laughs> so go to the Kingston group, build pharmacy as well. Make sure you check out all the other great shows from Four Forty sports, Broadway sports media insider pass. What can people, what, what's the, what's the deal they can get there right now?
1: Uh, if you use code annual, it's $50 for a full year. And then if you use code insider, it is uh, 99 cents, your first month.
0: Annual. Okay. I annual. like that. I like that. Uh, all right. Final picks. For the Titans, twenty-four seventeen from you. Yes. I'm going to go 30, what did I say, 31, 31 21 What did I say, 31-21, Jags? I think is what I said. If I changed in the middle of the show, I apologize. I don't always remember all the things that we say on the show. <laughs> for Zach Lyons, <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out with us. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, and obviously for all you guys who hung out in the comments, we appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy playoff football, which is here, technically right now, for the Titans. Zach, I'm Braden. Thanks for listening. This has been a football show.